you are listening to the quarter note an album review podcast for musically inclined individuals analyze a single project at a time it's your boy jcast what's cracking it's jelani carter i'm andre dowdy it's your boy you should have known what was about to happen faxo cream <laughs> fire <laughs> that's good thanks 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 for that thanks for that <laughs> and thank you all for tuning in as always today we are going into the new maxo cream record weight of the world andre talk to him released on a monday weight of the world maxo cream's third album follows a familiar formula for fans of the houston texas rap a balancing act of trapping and ruminations of the forces that shape us Weight of the World's Monday release was no coincidence. It's the birthday of his niece, the daughter of his late younger brother, nicknamed Money Dew, whose death looms heavy over Maxo. Where Cream's Brandon Banks focused on the effects of Maxo's absent father, Money Dew's death serves as the frame with which Cream observes his life. But as noted earlier, this album isn't all doom and gloom. Maxo finds a space to enjoy the new comforts in his life, and with production from Tyler the Creator, Cardo, Monte Booker, Groove, Cal Banks, Dom Maker, and a bunch of others, Weight of the World is a no-skip triumph. Now, Jelani, in an interview with NPR, um, Maxo says, I advise anybody that's getting into Maxo Cream's music to go back to Maxo 187 and work your way up, because... His music, as, and this is a quote from him, my music, my music is on some Pokemon or Harry Potter. You can't just jump in the middle. You got to go in from the beginning and read each one. So, hmm. Pokemon. Agree. All agree. Right, I mean, like, po- <laughs> Pokemon was a little strange, but, like, agree or disagree. I get the Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pokemon makes sense because he's, like, evolving. So. Okay, fair, okay. Fair, fair, fair. But it sounded like he was that? saying Pokemon. No, and I'm Harry saying like Potter you can... at the same time. I'm like, oh, I can yeah. jump in any game and just start playing. You, you, you can jump in any Pokemon game. Not Sorry to be the Pokemon guy. But. Yeah, okay, but also you should know he meant evolving. Like, That's right, what yes, I first thought. I just wanted to be sure because I was like, I'm just, <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting caught. Yeah, I can play <laughs> Leaf Green or Emerald. Nigga, I don't right. care. <laughs> Actually, none of the regions in the game carry over. Oh Lord! Okay. So, <laughs> is he so referring to the Kanto region or the Joseph region? Or he a strange guy with the Kalos region? I right, truly so. hate this. I hate this. <laughs> Back I hate to it because I didn't pull it up first. Um, um, so Jelani, when yeah, we decided on this album, you had recommended that we work our way backwards if possible, because at least for me. Brandon Banks was the album that kind of popped on on my radar a lot, at least within the last, what, two to three years. That was the album that people were really triumphing at the time. Um, But you say, work your way back. Um, Yeah. 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 I think, so, uh, Maxim 187 is his second official mixtape. He came up with a mixtape before that called Quick Strikes, which is also good, but that's like, Straight up, like, I think probably he's still in the streets, like, Maxo, just, like, it's very unpolished, and it's just, like, him just rapping. And uh, Maxo 187 and the Persona tapes are definitely the two double projects that put him on. Um, For people that are, like, not super familiar with him, like, I think one of the first big songs that he did was Fetty. Him, uh, Playboy Cardi, and Dash, uh, and that's, like, an iconic SoundCloud rap song. Um, he also has Cell Booming with Father, which is another like iconic song. Like that music video is also fire if you watch it. You see a lot of like 
uh, early rappers just chilling, like Vince Staples and Rocky and everybody's just all in that crib. Um, but yeah, I think Max 187 and the Persona tape reflects uh, like the power of like Maxo Cream. He's like one of my favorite like kind of storyteller rappers, which I mentioned when we were like talking about which album we wanted to review next. And I suggested this one. He's a very good storyteller. And I think his delivery and his flow um, helped that out a lot. And I think those are like probably the albums that like he does it best on. Although on this album, I mean, there's some songs he's just telling straight up facts like that last the last song on the album is just pretty much a retelling of what happened to his brother up to his like last moments and it's like a very like uh i don't know how to i don't know the right depressing word to say but it like it's pretty depressing i was like damn this is crazy um so yeah so i highly advise people that want to get into maxo cream listen to those projects first before they get into like the other stuff like pumpkin which is like his proper day like lp uh like um major release it's definitely like the most mainstream sounding uh, project from him which also sounds really good i like it a lot um but you're not going to get like you're not going to understand why people really champion him as an artist unless you listen to those first two projects yeah um <clears throat> so previous to this record i caught wind of maxo from features here and there haven't had the luxury of diving into a real project from start to finish with full intent however i will um, but I will say from the little exposure that I've got from him, uh, he never really struck me as anyone um, noteworthy. Like, I, and I can't really explain why. I know at times he'll pick like a creative beat and a, a good tune. Um, I like some of the features he's done with uh, Meg Thee Stallion. Um, but I just think his style doesn't really speak to me as particularly exciting or new and interesting. Um, not much of not much about him feels like defining. Like, oh, this is a Maxo Cream song. Um, although I give him a lot of props for attempting to be substantive and just being true to himself, and what makes him interesting is his poetry um, and his storytelling. Just like you said, Jelani. Um, and I feel like all of that is on full display here. Um, I love, like, I love the, I love this record because of the honesty and he, and he strikes me as a smart person on this record. Like this album ultimately to me was good because I'm getting everything I would have wanted from him. And that is the substance, the bars and the beats. Um, I don't I don't look to him to make a really like, like really trendy shit or be a trap rapper or just be flavorless. Um, so like, what's really stunning about this record is is like the the different layers to it. Um, he gives you like the street shit. Like he tells you like his his resume. Um, like on whole lot and and uh, on other songs, he he tells you about stories of like what's happened to him in the streets like for real for real about like being robbed and um he talks a lot about his family on here and the first the first song is such a good intro because it is literally everything packed into one song and he just continues to unpack it as the album unravels itself um li lines like 
um, feel like my wind's low because I've been dealing with these family matters. Fire. And I also like just the the other punchlines that he has on this record, like uh, Machine Gun on me, No Kelly, and then R&B singer, Beyonce Diva, but don't do the backup like Kelly. Funny. And... Yeah, just like the, the 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 touches of trauma on this record is so palpable that you can't help but respect it for what it is. Um, I will say still, like his delivery isn't exciting and it, it almost is kind of drab, but what he does well on this record is pick beats that like fit his delivery really well. Like this song with Freddie Gibbs is like slow and soulful and like if i just heard beat if i heard him on beats like that for the rest of his career i'd be happy i'd be like okay i'm coming to maxo for this and i think he just has a really good beat selection on this record which also makes it so stunning um so yeah obviously overall like had a really good experience listening to this although it took me a while because of um because of his delivery but still love it for what it is. Yeah. Um, when we were discussing about how you should probably go back and listen to his earlier things, it really speaks to the fact that he shows like an extreme maturity for the kind of rapper that he is on this project. And I've, I've listened to a lot of his stuff prior to, so I was expecting more of the same and, even though we get a little bit of like redundant flows and things that he's kind of done already, he still pushes the envelope and deciding to be more vulnerable while also not straying too far from what he normally does. But, you know, he picks a lot of good features to really emphasize that he can play in, you know, a little bit different worlds. And overall, I think it just, it's interesting because you really don't see, you know, rappers that are, kind of like trap rappers or have like a certain subject matter decide to say, I'm going to keep pushing that further and branch it to something different. And again, like the beat selection here is, is really good. It's really varied, at least to me. Um, we get to see him kind of push, push out a little bit further in that regard as well. And I think it ends up being something that I'm not sure I'll come back to often, but I can respect it from afar and say, I, I'm, I'm happy to see more artists decide to be progressive and push their subject matter forward. Yeah, well said. You know, as a parallel, at least of things that we've talked about, <clears throat> I would say this kind of reminds me of the Benny the Butcher album that we went through in that that album also finds a balance between like the real rap shit and then like some some introspective bits here and there, like where Benny the Butcher takes like the whole kind of big brother stance. Um here, Maxo is just kind of being upfront about all the things that has transpired to him over the past couple of years, including the stuff with his mom and the stuff with his dad, but more recently, the stuff with his cousin, stuff with his brother, his grandmother. So, um, yeah, I feel like this is like what, I don't know, this feels like what a proper rap album should be about. It's like kind of, and I, I, don't, I don't mean to say this as like, um, I guess like, like a formula for what, yeah, right. This is not like a formula or blueprint for what every rap album should be, but like in the genre of rap too, it seems like a lot of people are always kind of like 
balancing this contradiction of like, let me go out and do all this crazy stuff that I have to do to survive. And then like talking about all the emotional, like stuff that, that works at our core and, and at least trying to like step away from all that. So it's, it's, it's that push and pull that I think that the narrative kind of the, the quote unquote hip hop narrative or one of the hip hop narratives is built off of. Um, but it's, it, it's, it does done really effectively on this album. And again, I think as you guys mentioned, the production on this album isn't like insane. I want to say like in, not insane and like it blows your mind. It's just like consistently good all the way through. It's, it's some of the best beats I've heard him rap over in his entire career. And I, and like, I, I love that. I, I, that's why I love the fact that, I, I mean, I'm actually pretty excited that like cast is like probably like one of the first complete projects you listen from him because I think this is like the best version of him because like I've, I've watched like earlier interviews with him and like how like where he got a lot of his like inspiration and stuff from like early uh like he had a no jumper interview maybe like five or six years ago and he was saying like yeah like I was just trying to rap on anything that sounded like Chuck English beats you know what I mean because he really admired like the cool kids and he was like taking inspiration from like you know his environment, of course, like the streets and everything, but he had like a very kind of like, I, I don't want to say like a formulaic sound to him, but like it was good, but I don't think it was anything super special outside of the fact that like, and, and this is like kind of like to Cass's point, his, like you said, his delivery is not really mind blowing, but I think what makes him special is the substance because he always had some like cool ass substance to him like his storytelling ability and like what he's talking about that made me uh gravitate towards his projects uh more more often than not you know um but yeah the production is freaking crazy on this i think it, like whoever executive produced it definitely like took their time to really be like this is how this version of you should sound and he just like knocked it out the park because this is like the most mature and the most well put together project i've heard from him that doesn't sound super all over the place and also, like, stays true to himself. Like, I feel like anybody who was who has been a fan for, for a long time will still enjoy this uh, project as much as, like, newcomers would. And they would still get, like, the full scope of what, like, a, a Maxo project is supposed to sound like. And um, Mike Dean actually mastered this the entire album as well. You know, mixed so, it? Or mixed most yeah. of it? Yeah. Uh, Day Free, mixed, right? Or mi Mixed by Ali. No, Mixed by Ali, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so some heavy hitters he, on there. Yeah, he he pulled out all the stops on this. Yeah, one. he really he took his time to stops. be like, this is like, I, if I'm gonna make one of the best rap albums of my career, I'm gonna get the right people to bring that out of me. It Production, also shows, mixing, everything. Yeah, it also shows like just how relevant and, and how much he deserves to be in the spotlight that he he's in. You know what I mean? Um, and it's fun. Also, it's like, funny too. Like, oh, go ahead, Jay. I was I was just gonna say like the features on here are crazy. Yeah, yeah, I'll get to that in a second. But it's it's funny because like Maxo Cream doesn't seem like 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 at least how I found out that he met um oh he met Tyler. He met Tyler through Yams Day. So like they like just linked up and kicked it. I didn't realize that like he had such an effect to the point where like the ASAP crew was banging with him. And apparently yeah. I'm I'm learning that like Maxo kind of came up through the SoundCloud wave. So I guess he kind of like crossed paths yeah, with them he, there. And I guess Yeah, he uh came up through that whole ASAP Yams kind of lineage. A lot of like whenever Yams like reached out to people that were outside of like New York, like he was one of those people. So like Jay Worthy is another one of those people. Maxo Cream is another one of those people. Um 
Yeah, yeah. He he always had like G Perico is another one. A lot of like a lot of like those rappers that he met in like 2014, 2015, Joy Fats, Finn Staples, like, you know, uh he reached out to and like made sure they were good. Uh so yeah, so like he he already had like a connection through uh ASAP Mob. That's why like uh he had like the Playboy Cardi and Dash feature like super early because because of that link. But um, all of that is to say that like yeah, like when you think of like when you think of somebody that can garner names like like DJ Dahi, Hit Boy, Mike Dean, Mixed by Ali, like I I it would never cross my mind to be like, oh yeah, like cream fits and all of that. It's, and and I guess that's just a testament to how good he is that people respect him. Even to like the Megan Thee Stallion feature, I get like they're both from down the area, like that's just like a kind of a regional link up, and that makes sense. But but you know. Even so, like, too. yeah, like, even so, there's still, like, I mean, Megan's Megan, so for even that to happen is, like, a nod in and of itself to how good Maxo is, so, yeah, and then for, like, all of these features, like, friggin' CC is crazy. CC Yo, is crazy. The mono so who, right, who is she? Because she's She's incredible. got, a, at least a lot of people just link to like one big single that she has. Um, I'll pull it up in a second. Give me a second. But yeah, she, she embodied that. And like, she said, I'm a new my, fan now. Yeah, she matches my niggas pull up in hoods smelling like Creed. They move in just like assassins. Just, yeah, I was like, oh. yo, that was my sh- uh, yo. When I heard that line, I was like, <laughs> I, had I had to throw my headphones. Chair. <laughs> I had to throw my headphones. She said something else too, which I was like, yo, stop. She's got a Ooh, single called person. Beating Down the Block, Beating Down Yo Block, which apparently is pretty popular um, that people keep linking to. So, um, why do I feel like it might be a TikTok? You probably heard it somewhere, somewhere, knowing you, some way, some shape. But yeah, it's like perfect introduction. Mm-hmm. This, this almost feels like, and I always refer to this verse because it's the only real like Nicki Minaj thing I listen to for that Nicki Minaj verse on Monster. Like, oh, Open the gate. Show up and outdo everybody. Yeah, yeah, show up and outdo everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was CC's, a lot of people's. Like, I mean, of course, like that. Beam me up, Scotty Cape was like huge. Right, but of course, that, of for course. For people to like take her seriously and be like, no, I'm the new rap chick, and I'm gonna hold Duh. my own with all these legends. That monster first is definitely like a lot of people's like real introduction to her right. skills. So that's um, that's what at least this Mona Leo verse felt like. Um, Rocky, Rocky fits in his pocket. On streets alone, very much feels like it would exist in his body of work. So that's cool. Freddy's fits right where he is there. It, it was like a simple Rocky verse. I don't think it was yeah, yeah, it wasn't like crazy. It wasn't. Um, I haven't crazy. been impressed with Rocky in years. So same. Um. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, Don Tolliver. Kind of does Don Tolliver. Apparently, Tolliver also like helped produce that track too, which is crazy. That track has a lot of cool people on it. Like there's Don Tolliver, of course, but also Monty Booker's on there doing horns and synthesizers. Smino does the drums on there, which is crazy. So like there's people all over the place just working on this thing. Like Mad Heads came through and worked on this. So I think that's like, like one of Smino's like first like major releases, yeah, yeah. like production credit type things. So that's yeah. kind of sick. There's yeah, a few Monty tracks on here. Yeah, there are. Play is with Shorty few. Ass. Oh, yeah. That's such a funny beat. Yeah. <laughs> it is. A, it's a funny song. 
of like all the songs, that one I might be like, ah. but it comes on. I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like hear the Monty Booker in it, and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's there. It's just like he was like, yo, all that extra shit you be doing, I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> um, a highlight for me, honestly, 11:59 is a really like great out the gate track along with uh now i'm gonna botch how to say this properly but it's like cryption like christian but like crit you know mm-hmm. i'm assuming that yeah so i can't put the two words together but those two back to back are a great introduction to that what's that called that's a portmanteau oh look at you combine two words together yeah. shooter a little, oh, little english yeah you got the big scrabble words yeah <laughs> This guy. <laughs> letters. That, that should, yeah, should the, just win you the whole game. Oh yeah, yeah if you can spell portmanteau and Scrabble. Killer. Also, green, so, green or not is probably my favorite beat. On oh yeah. What, next to what I look, what I look like, mm. it's like probably top two. Just because like Hit Boy. Uh, ten out of ten always. Like Hit Boy. Not miss. I don't understand, but um. And yeah, trips was cerebral for me. Yeah, um, trips is crazy. And like, I think he's he's so interesting because like, um, he he just says the story, and he just happens to be rhyming. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He, he just yeah. kind of he tells the story, and it just so happens to be in song form, but. He's a very vivid rapper. Yeah. Max and I were and talking it, about some of his uh, more sinister no, lines. But like what's so good about it is that like it's not theatrical. There's nothing like to it. And yeah, I guess one would say like, oh, like, you know, it's like simple. Like, no, it's like if you're going to tell a story, tell this story and don't distract the listener from like what you're trying to do. Because then at the end of the day, if you have to question what the song's about, then it's not a good song like this he does a good job on this entire record just like getting to the point saying it and then making it sound like fun and entertaining in the way that only he can make it sound he's a very raw and authentic rapper i can tell you that he does not lie about his past (laughs) at all but even so like this album could have been like really like somber and dramatic and over the top and it's just like absent of all of that it's like here's here it is straight to the point no bullshit no bs I've seen seen a lot of shit, done a lot of shit. I'm still here. Here's a rap. The the best way I can explain it is like it's it's raw, and it's tender. You know what I mean? Like it it's just it's just very like heartfelt, and there's nothing else on top of it that softens the blow. It's just very like it's who I am. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. very hard. I'm just always gonna dig it because of that. Never thought I would hear the word tender being used to describe anything about Max O'Green. Tender. <laughs> uh, record is so it's funny. Um, That's a way to put it. Ratings? I'm going to give this a eight and a half out of ten. Same. Um, yeah, for... The progression that he's had over the course of his career, I, I, my favorite artists are artists that just keep getting better, and this is an album that just shows he's continuing to get better. 
He's thinking about the kind of projects he wants to put out. He's thinking about how he can further his career. He's thinking about how he can evolve as an artist. And you could see that when people take that time to be like, what can I do to push past what I'm already doing? And he does that here. He does it really well um, and also doesn't leave too much of his former self behind. So, As a as a first entry for Maxo, this is this is it like this is a great album from start to finish. There's barely any skips in here. Um, you know, maybe for like one, but like the production on this album all the way through keeps you in it. Um, there's even elements of instrumentation in here as well. Like going from, I believe it's for real, for real to whole lot of, there's a little bit of instrumentation that plays through, I think at the end of trips too. So like there are, threads of you know an executive vision we'll say um happening throughout this album so this album again as we've talked about like lyrically is raw and upfront um but manages to balance the hard shit with the soft shit the soft shit rather um yeah and it's just over it's overall joy to listen to 9.5 out of 10 really enjoyed this album i really really did and i'm and it's definitely personally a step up from brandon banks i think brandon banks uh was a good album but definitely not my favorite in his whole discography i felt like there was like i don't know i don't want to say it's like a dip in quality but it just didn't connect to me like how uh max 187 and the persona tape and pumpkin did um but this is definitely a return to form this is the most mature i've heard him on the record this is like the production is there the features are there. The content is there. It just, everything was just working for me. So uh, for sure, like nine, 9.5 out of 10. I'm going to go with an eight. I think it's dope. Um, I can't really see anything wrong with it. Like I, I can't, I, I really have to go through it with a fine comb and be like, oh yeah, there's something wrong with it. But like, um, I think the only thing is that like I have to be in the mood to really listen to like how slow sometimes this whole record is like um, this song where he's like um, doing the the ode to pop in my co- collar like that song kind of is a little drab for me just because like it's so slow and like I'm a really I don't really see too much of the um like of the appeal um it fits on the record but i just don't like it's usually just a skip for me um structured really well everything else is really good um i think it's mixed really well like obviously um i'm gonna go with the nine like i'm gonna go with the nine it's 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 really good i can't really i think the only thing is it's just like it's just a subjective feeling thing for me, but it's dope. It's really good. Damn. Do I think it's a nine? You jumped from a whole eight to a nine. Yeah, word. <laughs> Shit. Just, I don't know. Keep, I have a feeling I'll go back and be like, yeah, that listen, was a nine, but I listen, said 8.5 I think it's. Time, I so. think it's cool that like we we have our like ratings and then like when we rate it against everyone else, it makes us rethink like, oh, but like there are scores I just got a hold of my whole chest while y'all just <laughs> oh, yeah, out yeah. here five points above me. Like 
It is what it is. <laughs> um, that was a quarter note. Thanks for tuning in. As always, follow us at the underscore quarter note on Instagram. Tell us what you think. Also, tell us where you rank this album on Spotify if you have it. I'm Jay Cass. I'm Jelani Carter. I'm Andre Dowdy. I'm Fax Mercury. Peace and prosperity.